It's Wednesday, November 6th, 2019, 43 days into the impeachment saga, and this is Impeachment Today. Good morning. I'm Hayes Brown, reporter and editor at BuzzFeed News. Somehow it is only Wednesday, but we are ready to persevere right along with you. Okay, today we have the Washington Post's John Hudson talking about Marie Ivanovich, the former U.S. ambassador in Ukraine who was the first target of the president's shadow foreign policy operation. But before we get to all that, let's catch up on what happened yesterday. So, wow, that was a day. House Democrats released two more transcripts yesterday, this time of their interviews with Kurt Volker and Gordon Sondland. Volker resigned a special envoy to Ukraine in September. Sondland is still U.S. ambassador to the European Union. We already had the outlines of their testimony, but the details are wild. Volker in particular laid out for Congress how Rudy Giuliani had an outsized role on Ukraine policy for someone not in the government. He also said, though, that he was unaware of why military aid to Ukraine was held up. Volker told investigators the aid was released after the administration had given up on Trump's alleged demands. Haha, Trump supporters have said on that last point. How can there be a quid pro quo if the Ukrainians didn't know they were being pressured? That's where Sondland comes in. He said three weeks ago he was having trouble remembering some details when he was testifying. Now, after being confronted with some other officials' testimony— Sondland submitted an addendum to Congress that was basically like, oh, you mean that quid pro quo, the one I told the Ukrainians was a thing? Yeah, just go with what they remember. I'm, that sounds right to me. Sondland's original testimony was already bad for the White House. He described Giuliani as essentially moving the goalpost over time, pushing harder and harder on Ukraine to get what Trump wanted. That included, by the end of it, Ukraine's President Zelensky announcing two investigations publicly, preferably on TV. One, looking into a company where Joe Biden's son served on the board, and another, validating a conspiracy theory that says Ukraine is the real foreign interloper in the 2016 elections. Drafts that Volker and Sondland wrote for that announcement were among dozens of pages of Volker's texts that were also released yesterday. So, holy shit, right? Well, that was decidedly not the reaction in the Senate. Here's Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell talking about the likely Senate trial. I will say I'm pretty sure how it's likely to end. If it were today, I don't think there's any question it would not lead to a removal. So the question is, is how long does the Senate want to take? How long do the presidential candidates want to be here on the floor of the Senate instead of in Iowa and New Hampshire? Did you catch the shade there at the end that the dig at the 2020 Democratic candidates? Meanwhile, Senator Lindsey Graham said that he would not read the transcripts that were released, calling the whole process BS. As a reminder, here's what Graham, the chair of the Judiciary Committee in the Senate, said two weeks ago. Underwhelming. Uh, if you're looking for a circumstance where the President of the United States was threatening the Ukraine with cutting off aid unless they investigated his political opponent, you would be very disappointed. That does not exist. So yeah, things going great. Now, in our ongoing attempt to quantify the essence of yikes, we have today's reading from our Nixometer. Well, I'm not a crook. On our scale, a zero is a normal day in a normal White House, and 10 is President Richard Nixon resigning and flying away in Marine One. This morning, we're holding at a six and a half. Yesterday was all about building the case that there was a quid pro quo to benefit the president politically. And the last few days have showed why House Democrats feel confident moving forward to the next stage of the process. 
So when open hearings begin, live and on TV, we'll see how the needle moves. Okay, after the break, we talk to John Hudson about Marie Ivanovich. Stick around. Chief-It, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. We controlled the courts. We controlled absolutely everything. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free. Until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. From my perspective, Bob was too good to be true. There's got to be something wrong with this. I wouldn't trust that guy. He looks like a little scumbag liar, stool pigeon. He looked like what he was, a rat. I can say with all certainty, I think he's a hero because he didn't have to do what he did, and he did it anyway. The moment I put the wire on the first time, my life was over. If it ever got out, they would kill me in a heartbeat. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Conquer your New Year's resolution to be more productive with the Before Breakfast podcast. In each bite-sized daily episode, time management and productivity expert Laura Vanderkam teaches you how to make the most of your time, both at work and at home. These are the practical suggestions you need to get more done with your day. Just as lifting weights keeps our bodies strong as we age, learning new skills is the mental equivalent of pumping iron. Listen to Before Breakfast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, friends. Next up, it's time for the segment we're calling This Fucking Guy. It's where we zoom in on a person, place, or thing that's shaping the impeachment. Today, we're using the gender-neutral formulation of guy because we're talking about Marie Yovanovitch. She's the former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine whose full testimony to Congress came out earlier this week. Joining us via Skype from D.C. to talk about Yovanovitch and why she had this bullseye on her back is the Washington Post's John Hudson. Thanks for joining us, John. Hey, good to be here. So, Marie Ivanovich, who is she, and how did we get to the point that the president called her bad news on a call this summer? Well, Marie Ivanovich is now, I guess we would call her the ousted former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. She sort of ran into a full-on smear campaign that was waged by the president's attorney, Rudy Giuliani. And her testimony, which happened a few weeks ago, was essentially a woman really line by line talking about that experience of being targeted by a bunch of allegations. You know, Giuliani and others accused her of being negative about the president, saying, oh, you don't need to follow the president or he's going to be impeached. And while she was in Ukraine as the ambassador, being supportive of former Vice President Joe Biden. So, Which is like uh, a cardinal yeah. sin in the eyes 
eyes of the Trump White House right now. You do not befriend Biden. (laughs) Thou shalt not befriend Biden. And it's wild that it wasn't just Giuliani. It was like a weird, like, Legion of Doom situation where a bunch of people with their own interest targeted this one person as she needs to go. Right. Yeah, it was a collection of sort of interesting characters. And as you can see in the transcripts that were just released, you've got lawmakers repeatedly asking if, did I say that right? Did I spell that right? Uh, yeah, at one point Meadows was like, I'm just a North Carolina guy. Uh, that's about as good as I'm going to pronounce it. I'm no uh, big so- city foreign policy expert, but uh, this guy wanted you out. And they did. Uh, it was a former prosecutor to Ukraine. It was the two men who Rudy Giuliani was working with, two of whom have now been arrested in New York. And all of them with this laser focus trying to get Yovanovitch out of office to the point that they donated money to a Republican congressman to help push this process along. You've been covering the State Department for a while now. How did the State Department manage to leave her out on this limb like this? Yeah, I mean, that's been the interesting thing for the testimony. They talk about different moments with which a number of officials, when they were encountered, the conversation, all right? So this is when Trump's phone call was released with the Ukrainian president. And Trump is bad-mouthing the ambassador, saying, you know, bad things are going to happen to her. That's when a number of State Department officials got together and they said, you know, we should probably issue a statement in support of this person. And it never happened. And it went all the way up to Secretary Pompeo. And as people testified in the transcripts, uh, Pompeo never signed off on it. And so it never happened. And so you had these U.S. officials twisting in the wind while they had these statements from Giuliani, some retweets from President Trump's son that were all negatively disparaging a U.S. diplomat, and no one was really there to defend her. So as this is happening, you know, you have Giuliani, et cetera, saying things like she handed over a list of people that she said, don't you dare go after these people, accusing basically her of being corrupt. Has there been any evidence so far that Marie Ivanovich was actually doing anything improper while she was posted in Ukraine? The only thing that we know so far is that she was following pretty traditional U.S. foreign policy, which is you know, recommending against perceived conflicts of interest, political investigations, and just really asking the government to cut down on corruption and graft of the sort of garden variety. So she gets recalled from her post back in late April. Some of the details that came out in the testimony were really wild. Like she was called in the middle of the night and told, get out of the country. That is so outside the pale of normal for how these things work, especially since she was almost done with her post there, right? Well, her post was coming to an end, but she had been told that they were going to ask to renew her post. So she was actually planning on staying for much longer. And so she described this very disorienting experience experience where they're like, get on the next plane now. This is a security issue. And so, you know, you can imagine if you're hanging around in Ukraine and somebody in Washington says you need to get on a plane now, it's a security issue. You know, her first question is like, is my safety? Is something in Ukraine going to attack me? She was told that wasn't it, but wasn't given any more clarity. So it's a very disorienting, very sort of scary experience that she laid out. But she did leave. She left her post. And so these people who were trying to push her out, they did get what they wanted, but in a kind of weird like monkey's paw kind of way, be careful what you wish for scenario. Because, yeah, she was gone, but now they're all caught up in the middle of this impeachment saga. So I'm sure they didn't see that one coming. 
Right. The plan was never to have this woman ousted and then have her be a star witness in an impeachment inquiry. It's safe to say that's not what anyone was planning to do by this. Okay, so John, we're time warping a year into the future. It's right after the U.S. election. Where is Marie Yovanovitch from where you're standing right now? Well, it totally depends on who wins the presidency, because if Donald Trump is still president and wins re-election, it's pretty hard to see Marie Yovanovitch, who is now still a member of the Foreign Service, but now at Georgetown, it's hard to see her being promoted within this system when everyone knows she doesn't have the trust of the president. He's bad-mouthed her in direct phone calls with the president of Ukraine. So that's pretty tough. In the event that a Democrat wins the presidency, you know, it's very much possible she'll be seen as something of a hero for the left, a woman who came in and testified and exposed some of the interworkings of this alleged quid pro quo that became the center of the impeachment inquiry. So, you know, maybe something even higher than an ambassador post. Uh, It's hard to tell. It really is. But thank you for giving me a shot, John. I really appreciate that. Before we let you go, it's time for our segment called The Kicker, where we ask our guests to bring in a tweet, a quote, a something that really to them sums up where we are in this moment. So, John, what do you got for us? There was a fascinating little moment when Marie Yovanovitch was giving testimony and Mark Meadows said, Masha Yovanovitch, what what kind of, where did you get that name? Uh, And she said, well, you know, I'm I'm not actually Ukrainian, which is the second time she had to say that she was not Ukrainian. She said, my parents were from the Soviet Union and it's a Russian nickname that I got. And after she explained that he ended, he said, I yield back. Uh, Uh, (laughs) A weird sort of moment. I was like, that proves my point. Uh, (laughs) You know, I rest my case, Your Honor. Uh, Case closed. Good job. You got her. Thank you, John, for sharing that moment. And thank you again for taking the time today to be on with us. Yeah, great to be with you. Okay, that's it for today. Come back tomorrow for more of the drama, spectacle, and the ineffable wisdom of the Constitution in action. Also, we want to keep hearing from you, the listeners. All this week, we're asking you to send us the things about impeachment you're most curious about. What are your questions? What doesn't make sense? Open the voice memo app on your phone, tell us your question, and email it to impeachment at buzzfeed.com. We'll be including some of your responses on a future episode, so tell us your name and where you are in the world. Be sure to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or Apple Podcasts and uh, maybe leave a rating and a review. Also, tell your friends about the show as we all figure this out together. Enjoy basketball, soccer, and all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Plus, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. and Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
When's the last time you took a time out? I'm Eve Rodsky, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fair Play and Find Your Unicorn Space, activist on the gender division of labor, attorney and family mediator. And I'm Dr. Aditi Narukar, a Harvard physician and medical correspondent with an expertise in the science of stress, resilience, mental health and burnout. We're so excited to share our podcast, Time Out, a production of iHeart Podcasts and Hello Sunshine. We're peeling back the layers around why society makes it so easy to guard men's time like it's diamonds and treat women's time like it's infinite, like sand. And so whether you're partnered with or without children or in a career where you want more boundaries, this is a place for you, for people of all family structures. So take this time out with us to learn, get inspired, and most importantly, Reclaim your time. Listen to Time Out, a Fair Play podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thursday, February 10th. Kick off Super Bowl 56 weekend with host Keegan-Michael Key. Find out who will be named the AP Most Valuable Player. Delivered by Pizza Hut, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. Presented by Nationwide and more. Plus, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2022 delivered with Uber Eats will be revealed. NFL Honors, presented by Invisalign. Thursday, February 10th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central on ABC, NFL Network, and ESPN+. All times live except in the Pacific Time Zone.